as I sit here and contemplate this entire year, the struggle, the strife, the pain, the fear, everything we've been through makes me stop and definitely have gratitude for the grass and the sunshine and walking outside, little puppies, big dogs, cats, all these things we take for granted. But then I look at all of the pain that we've all been feeling. I mean, my pain of loneliness and isolation and addiction, all that stuff fails in comparison to losing a child, a parent, something extremely close to you that will forever change and shape who you are. But also trying to end a relationship during a global pandemic where everything feels so lonely and isolated and we walk by people and they're dangerous to us. Humans are dangerous to us. How did that happen? How did we get here? It's like a punishment from God, from the universe. Makes us really start to wonder. There has to be something bigger out there, right? I don't know, deep down inside? No. No, this is it. We're just molecules, atoms. Atoms made up to molecules, made up to cells, and we came together in this abyss of explosion, and here we are. But at the same time, why are we being punished? It feels like a global punishment. It feels like God is looking down on this earth and saying, you fucked up, and now you're going to get your shit together. My mom says it forced people to eat dinner with their family again and, you know, experience family life. And then here we are all stuck together and it is kind of a blessing, but at the same time, we're constantly living with this deep, dark, underlying fear that we'll die of coronavirus. I mean, what has happened to us since March 13th? March 13th, 2020, the day everything changed. I mean, we took for granted hanging out with our friends, sharing a glass, kissing on the lips, all these beautiful things that I personally, I need. Someone who is more introverted, maybe this isn't so hard for them. It's really a personality difference. For me to take away people from me is to kill my soul. I thrive, thrive off people. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I need to learn how to thrive off myself. Maybe I need to learn how to thrive off taking a walk in the park. Being alone, having solitude. I mean, there's all this stuff out there, all these quotes saying you can't be in love if you don't love yourself, but how many people have never loved themselves? Most people. Most people have never loved themselves. Most of us are fucked up. We've got issues. And if we don't got issues, we're boring as fuck. Living a life of nothingness. Life of just mediocre. Who wants to live a life like that? I thrive on being around others and laughing and joking and teasing and making fun and getting made fun of and, you know, just hysterical laughs. This is what brings me joy. This is the medicine for my soul. And now I'm being told not to go around my parents. Like, they're all I've got right now. Them and Maya. Orin is, Orin is emptiness. Fred is rageful. If I needed to make them colors, 
I would say orange is the palest color of green. And Fred is red and black because he's angry and dark. And honestly, orange dark too. Why do I pick these people who do not feed my soul? Why? I ask myself this, and then this is the time that I start to wonder, maybe this is why I'm quarantined. Maybe we have zero self-reflection anymore. Maybe we are really looking to fill ourselves up to other people. Food, drugs, alcohol, all of it. But yeah, we do. We want that. And to be able to sit in solitude, sober, not eating, no boyfriend. That is what kills me. No boyfriend. What, 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 what is, what's the fun of life without a boyfriend? But then I think of what I've had as a boyfriend. I've been in this starvation for my soul. I've been with a man not giving me love and comfort that I crave. So I'm actually lonelier in my relationship with Fred as I was in my relationship with Oren, then I am alone. I mean, think about this. I'm lonelier as a couple, and I don't acknowledge this because I have such fear of being alone, yet I am alone in those relationships. I mean, there's some irony. We walk through this life you know, they say, Christian, walk through my path. And this quote that keeps coming back to me, don't let someone else hold the pen and write your story. And I've done that. And I searched for acceptance from my mom, my dad, Maya, Oren. I want acceptance. I want to be a good girl. But no, I'm going down a bad path. Because I cannot allow my self-worth to be based on what someone else feels about me. That is not, that is not life. That is not living. What about what I want? Yet I don't trust myself. I don't trust that I will make the right decision for myself. I don't believe in myself. I think that I need to ask other people what to do so I'm a good girl. Yep, back to that. That's what everything is. And what does Fred say to me? Good girl. Good girl. And I love it. I love it so much. It makes me feel so good. Yes, I am a good girl. He said I'm a good girl. He confuses me. I don't know who I am. Am I this bad girl who's smoking weed and doing the wrong things or am I this woman with a career and a mother and I own my own home and I make smart choices for myself and my daughter well not always I smoke that's coming to an end the smoking's got to be done has to be done I'm killing myself and I'm not about to leave Maya here being raised by Oren fuck to the no so yes I mean here we are on this beautiful day 1225, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and I have all the freedom in the world, yet it's Corona, so I can't do shit. I want to go out to dance. I want to go socialize and be around people and 
here I am alone, but it's good. It's good. It's healthy. I should be alone because you know what? The reality is I like myself deep down inside. I think I'm fucking awesome. I'm fun. I'm funny. These things don't leave. You know, I can get old. I'm always going to be funny. I feel like I'm a bright light. I come around people. I spread them love and joy. And I love myself. I do. I love myself. I love being a little bit selfless. Doing for someone else feels so good. And you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And one podcast said, when you live to please others, you're going to die young. So I have to learn that fine line. That fine line of not pleasing others when it sacrifices my own self, emotional health, physical health. But otherwise, there is this fine line. You can be both. I believe that you can be a giver. And at the same time, you can also be selfish. doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't always matter. It doesn't always matter. Look around and the world, this earth is such, made such beauty and we're, we have ruined it. We have ruined this earth. We have really ultimately ruined this earth. We are so obsessed with the tangible, the things you can touch, right? The new couch, the new clothes, the new shoes, new hairstyle, blow dryer, all of it. (coughs) We are obsessed with this stuff, but I know, I know that it does not make me happy. It doesn't make me happy. You press that button pay, you know, because it's coronavirus, everything's online. You press that button pay and it doesn't make you happy. What an attention from a man. It doesn't make you happy. It does for a second. For a second, it makes you happy. For a second, that new pair of pants feels good. But inside your own head, what is my self-talk? Can I still have positive self-talk if I'm stoned? I think I can. I think I can. I think I'm able to do that. This is, this is the thing. This is the thing. The thing is... Am I talking to myself like I'm a little girl or am I talking to myself like I'm an independent, strong, self-sufficient, loving, caring, giving, humane being? Yes. I mean, I'm a teacher for God's sakes. The personality I have, I could be making millions, but no. What feeds my soul? Not those pants. Those pants don't feed my soul. What feeds my soul? What feeds my soul? Something deeper than something tangible. What feeds my soul is not tangible. And Fred, Fred comes in and he, oh, that dark part of me, that naughty, bad girl, that little gangster inside of me. I, this person like Fred. And it's not about am I a bad girl or a good girl. It doesn't matter. It's not what it's about. 
what it's about is, is he healthy for me? No, no, he's definitely not healthy for me. Do I feel excitement? Yes, I feel alive. I feel like I am mm, living life. The time goes by fast when I'm with him. I love his smell, his skin, his taste. I love him taking me away so I don't have to think. And he leads the way for me. But you know what? No, no, I need to lead my own way. I need to live on my own path. I need to figure out at almost 40 years old, who the fuck are you, Lindsay? I know who I am. I do. But I, I'm still battling it, you know? I'm still not sure. Am I mean or am I nice? Am I aggressive or am I passive? Well, I can be aggressive. I do want justice. I want it to be treated with kick gloves in a way. But then I don't want you to fear me but I want to be able to feel bad and for you to be like, baby, I got you. I got you. Fred can't do that. He gets angry or no, he cannot do that. And Michael, I just never knew if he was sincere because he was dishonest, but he was dishonest because I scared him. He's afraid of losing me. I might be to Michael what Fred is to me. And that's fucking awful. I don't want to be Fred to anyone. I mean, I make excuses. Oh, Michael's young. It's different. No, be kind, Lindsay. Be kind. So now I think I have allergies, but of course, what do I think it is? I think I have coronavirus because everybody and their fucking mom is getting coronavirus and I smoke and I could die from it and it's no joke. Anyways. I hope no one listens to this podcast because this was basically a diary entry into my mind. And as I continue to walk for my mental, emotional, physical health and do for myself, I feel excited. I feel happy. I feel like I'm doing good for me. What do I fear? I'll tell you what I fear. I fear my parents dying because right now my mom, she's what I got, you know, she's all of me. She is that person that loves me. She feeds me. I love being fed. Yeah, my fear. My fear. Losing someone because I am not complete in myself. Walking by a little church where I used to go to AA meetings and I just get sucked into shit. But I am. I'm an addict. But aren't we all addicts? I mean... Even the addicts in AA are addicted to something. And weed was not their problem. I mean, the drugs aren't any of our problems. We know that. But I I don't know. I don't want to say I'm healthier. Because I'm not. We're all fucked up. I guess it's just how we go about fixing our fuck upness and improving ourselves. And I think I'm an improvement. And I worry that when I smoke pot, it's going to take me back to that other person that I was acting like, that other person whose behavior was unacceptable, unacceptable behavior. I think back on my past behavior and what do I think? I think bad girl. You are a bad girl. That's what I think. You know what? This is who I am. And you know, Lindsay says, oh, where does it come from? From childhood. Does it really fucking matter where it comes from? I don't think it does. 
I really don't think it matters where it comes from because it's there. Discover, uncover, discover, discard. Wait, uncover, discover, discard. I mean, it makes sense. I think I've uncovered so much. I, I think I've uncovered so much about myself. I think I have a lot of self-awareness. But then Fred comes along and he says, you have no self-awareness, Lindsay. Nothing is ever your fault. You think you're so perfect and so sweet. And I don't, I don't think those things. And this is the type of abuse I'm talking about. This, he doesn't, he will never honor, he will never feel lucky and honor me, really honor me. Meaning you don't call me names and you don't hurt me. You don't tell me these wretched things that you tell me. You don't do that. But he does, and he always will. He always will. So if I am with him, I need to be prepared to be called a fucking bitch. And all the things I've done wrong, brought up at nauseam. Nauseam, meaning I am nauseous. I don't want to hear it anymore. Damn, I don't want to hear it anymore. And yet he just goes. He goes on and on. And if it's not one thing, it's another. And then it comes back to that one. And all the things that I know will make me a bad girl. That's what he brings up. So I'm a bad girl. And then I listen to him. I mean, I don't want to call someone daddy. No, thank you. It gives me the EBGBs. It really grosses me out. Does he care? He does not care what I want. It's never been Lindsay what makes you happy. What do you like? How can I help you? No, there are fleeting moments of that. There are fleeting moments of Lindsay. I want to live for you. What can I do for you? And he can't. He cannot stand those moments. It's virtually impossible for him. And yeah, it's true. Categorize him. Call him a narcissist. None of it matters. It's how he acts. It's who he is. It's his behavior or lack thereof positive behavior. I mean, what the fuck? My grandma's 96 and she is far from perfect. Let me, everyone is, right? Everyone is far from perfect. Just like my grandma, 96 years old, but she is wise. She is wise. She has lived for a long time. And her life wasn't particularly easy. Her mother was in a wheelchair. Her parents were immigrants. And she found her way. She found her way. And she could not believe. And she's not. She is pretty progressive for someone 96 years old. Gay marriage and, I mean, all that. She, Of course, I'm sure she has her judgment. But she's accepting. And she's pretty open-minded. And it's really lovely to see. But the point of the story is she heard Fred ask me if I was a fucking bitch in a really disrespectful tone. He thought I was giving him attitude, but I wasn't giving him that. Well, it, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even see how I second guess myself. I don't trust myself. I don't trust that Fred. Well, never mind. Let, let's move on. So my grandma heard this and she just, it was unreal to her for someone to speak to someone they love like that. And she's right. She's so right. 
And I hate it. I don't want her to be right, you know? I think, oh, he has a smart mouth, but no, no, no. The way he smells is not worth the pain that he's trying to put me through. It's not worth it. Maybe he's not trying. Maybe he really feels like he's doing the best he can. I just keep having this image of a wolf waking up in the morning and put on, putting on sheep's clothing, right? And that's who he is. But then he tells me he's not. And see, I'm so lost. Even as I'm talking to you guys for the last 20 minutes, how many times have I gone back and forth about my part? And he says, I, I don't. He tells me, you don't know your part. You don't take responsibility. And I don't feel like that's true. I can take responsibility. But, you know, it's just a... It's a typical situation. It's not really a unique situation at all. I've heard so many women, so many women be in this situation. And it's not unique. It's not a unique situation. So it's the same with smoking. Do I have the fucking willpower? Go back to that marshmallow test. Would I have waited? I think I would have. I think I would have waited to get this marshmallow. Maybe not. Maybe I just say, fuck it, eat that marshmallow. Just like I smoke. Smoke, fuck it, fuck tomorrow. But no, if I got the results of a fucking lung scan, lung scan with cancer, and I'd be kill- kicking myself, right? So on the first down, five cigarettes, and I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. It's going to be hard, and I can handle it. I have willpower. I believe in myself. I really do. I really do. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me just go through all my crazy thoughts and express myself in this way. It's just so helpful. Thank you.